Hey everyone, and welcome back to Demon Slayer Chronicles, episode 25, presented by Popped Off. This is a weekly Demon Slayer podcast where each and every week we dive into an episode of the anime alongside its characters, lore, and more. I'm your host, Andrew Nimsgren, and alongside me, I have James Graham and Dylan Beal with me. And I'm just going to say, taking some inspiration from Tanjiro and this episode, I have rug beaters with me, and if either one of you screw up your opening or outro again, I'm coming at you with them. I think this is a great way of training. It clearly works for Tanjiro, so I'm just warning you about this now. You wouldn't dare touch the talent. The talent? The talent? That's, that's where we're going that, with that's, this. That's me and James. We're the talent. We're the talent. Yeah. You're the voice. You're the host. We're the talent. Where would people come for? That's what They're drawn we, to we, us. We bring the big ideas. You wouldn't mm-hmm. dare hit us with the rug beaters. Actually, fun fact, Dylan's actual title about our, like, overarching podcasting uh, media brand is Visionary. That's, like, he's actually appointed himself the Visionary of Popped Off. No, no, Which no, pretty wait, much means he does zero work. Yeah. It just means he does zero work, but he throws out, well, one big idea every six months and expects other people to execute I mean, on I, it. It's perfect. I think six months is even, like, bold to say. That's true. Once the entire time. <laughs> no, I have more big ideas that turned out wonderful. Sure. We we can pretend that, move on, and just hope we don't have to bring this up ever again and lie to you again. But why don't we jump into the rig and roll and see how you guys actually do today? Make sure you tell all your friends about us and make sure you leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on because it means the world to us. Yeah, and if you also have any suggestions for segments or have any questions comments concerns uh hit us up on twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at popped off.com and before we jump into this episode as we are getting towards the end of the actual season as you guys know we've kind of made reference to it we're recording this all way in advance so it's going to be a while before we really think about what these next steps are going to be but we're definitely going to be doing the movie and review eventually and if you want us to keep doing other things, if you want us to do a season review, if you want to do shipping episodes, if you want us to do character deep dives, all that kind of stuff, let us know as well in the same um, email and Twitter that James just mentioned. And let us know what you want to hear from us afterwards. Or maybe you just don't want us to say a single word to you guys until the next season comes out. Let us know what you want from the show after this season ends so that we can keep you guys entertained. But with that, let's jump into episode twenty. Five, the second to last episode of the season. So sad, but these both of these episodes we're recording on our side are so good today. But with the help of the triplets who beat him in his sleep, if he stops total concentration uh, constant, Tanjiro begins to master the breathing style. With constant training, he is beginning to get incredibly close to Kanao, almost beating her in tag finally. Zenetsu and Nosuke are masterfully tricked into training, and begin to learn uh, Total Concentration Constant by Shinobu, who pretty much just flirts with um, Zenitsu for about 30 seconds and tells Inosuke, this is a really basic skill. Like, are you dumb? Like, why can't you do this? And that motivates them both perfectly and makes total sense for both their characters to dive in and start learning the skill as well. And Tanjiro does a really bad job of telling them how to do it. Pretty much they just do a bunch of training, and meanwhile we do learn about Kanao's backstory, how she grew up poor and pretty much snapped one day and stopped feeling pain and just become very silent, and the way she is now. 
But one day, Shinobu and her older sister saved her from someone that had bought her and started raising her as one of the family, and she is where she is today because of that, a member of the Demon Corpse, and pretty much uses a coin received from Shinobu's older sister to make all the decisions for her, even rather she speaks or not. Tanjiro and Inosuke's new swords arrive. Uh, Haganazuka arrives and wants to pretty much kill Tanjiro for breaking his original sword, saying that, oh my god, I almost died. He said he didn't, doesn't care. Tanjiro should have died. It's your fault when you're a bad swordsman for breaking my sword. Um, Inosuke's swordsman is pretty good. We see Inosuke's so swords. There's this rear, um, really cool looking silver color, much different from Tanjiro's. And he has both of them. And pretty much as soon as he gets his new swords, he goes and starts chipping them. And now Inosuke Swordsmith wants to kill him as well, so there's a really good relationship going on there. So, we now go back to the training, and Tanjiro is now able to beat Kanao and Tei, and the cup game after basically mastering total con uh, concentration constant, and Inosuke and Zenitsu is not far behind. We see Tanjiro getting checked up on, on Shinobu, kind of one final check over from rehab, and they have a conversation about fire, fire breathing, Tanjiro's father's dance, and pretty much Shinobu knows nothing about that and just recommends he goes and talks to the Flame Hashira as he may know more as Flame and Fire Breathing is sound close, but they don't really know. And to end up the episode, Tanjiro has a heart-to-heart -heart talk with Nezuko and we see a creepy looking demon eating some people on a train and that is where episode 25 ends. So... We're continuing the rehab arc, just kind of getting everyone better, bigger, stronger, new swords, new weapons, getting ready for the movie and season two. What do you guys think of the episode, though? Um, this one was pretty good. I was a, I was a big fan of it. It, it. it covered a lot of stuff. Like, we get a good insight into Shinobu's apprentice, who has just kind of been there the entire time. We don't really know anything about her, but we finally get to flesh out, like, why she is the way she is, all that good stuff. We also get more... We get everybody, I guess, up to speed. So, like, I mean, I think it was, like, it's doing a good job of kind of closing all the stuff so you kind of need to towards the end of the season to kind of wrap it up nicely. Yeah. Um, the one thing that stuck out to me um, was when they were doing the flashbacks on just how different uh, Shinobu was. I really mm. like that, actually. Yeah. Like, that was literally going to be my next point after that when we got to that point. Is that, like, that's the real Shinobu. And I actually really liked seeing that and. It almost makes me, like, I know we kind of think she's twisted and all that, and, like, she has a fake smile on, and we don't know how we all feel about that. But it, just seeing how big of a difference it is first shows how much she admires her sister and how much she clearly misses her for that. But also, it's just kind of cool seeing the two sides of her and what she's really like under that fake smile. And it really just makes the character a lot more unique, on top of the whole backstory of Kanao. Wow, it's almost like this show is making very uh, three-dimensional characters that have depth to them. <laughs> no unironically un i mean that's that's i'm serious like this is pretty unique i think i mean they're they're all the characters that they're doing are are pretty deep characters that i think are just gonna get deeper i'm just waiting for that like i don't know sick reveal about giyu on how he was like i don't know just like more about i want to know more about him i want one of these episodes but just for him like talk about how what if giyu is just a bro he like could be would he be upset if giyu was just a bro if he just grew up like you know what Fuck demons. I'm going to go kill him. And just join it and now he's a badass. Would you be upset with that? No, because then we get backstory on him and his training. I want to learn about his training. I just want to learn more about him. See, the, all right, all right. the thing I love about Giyu is the fact that he's been in the season, the show since the very beginning. And you know dick about the guy. Like, like he's like in like the, the show, more or less, when it introduces the character, it's pretty quick to be like, 
here's some backstory. Now you can appreciate the character a little more. Within one or two episodes, we have gone 25 episodes and we know nothing about Giyu other than the fact he likes Nezuko. He's the water Hashira. He trained under Urodaki. That's about it. And, and, and they, he's a little dumb. He's a little dumb. He's a little, 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 not, doesn't have many friends. He doesn't have any friends. A little socially awkward. I would be his friend. I, I'd be Giyu's friend. He seems like a nice guy. He tries. <laughs> I think all three of us can relate to Giyu very much in that way. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of episodes, and these episodes actually made me laugh out loud. Like the whole rug beating thing and Tanjiro starting to snarl. That got me a good laugh even back through. And just that whole Shinobu part with Zenitsu and Inosuke tricking them into doing the training. It is one of my favorite moments. It's a, one of the funniest moments of me um, for the entire episode. And both episode 25 and 26 have so many of those dot eye moments. And I just love those. And we all have talked about those so much. So these ones, like, again, they jumped over to a lot of really, like, I feel like every four minutes, it was a new, like, mini arc in the show. Like, training, Kano, fire breathing, like, all that kind of stuff. We kept jumping all around, and I really liked that. I feel like we got to a lot, even though not a ton happened. I feel like we got a lot of world building and all that, which is definitely some of my favorite episodes. And clearly all we're kind of getting the rest of the season setting up for whatever the movie's going to be yeah um uh, what i thought was kind of interesting is like the whole catch-up thing that they did like to to make sure everyone's like basically kind of like on the same level um i thought that was a little weird considering that we got like a lot of build up for tandra to be like i'm going above and beyond to do this thing or whatever then it's like oh no just catch everyone up which i guess functionally makes sense like i think we need to um but like uh pacing wise it felt weird but at the end of the day, I guess I would have rather just, you know, them do what they did and just kind of like sweep away and just go, yeah, we, we need to take care of this anyway. Let's, let's move it along. So um, I, I don't know. I, I had weird thoughts about that. I think it's really necessary, though. I just think oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, of course. You, yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing. That like, Yeah, sure, it's a little weird. But, like, that's all Tanjiro did. All Tanjiro did was run around and bump boulders and all that kind of stuff. So, like... It's not like they did totally different things to get more powerful. They did the exact same things at Tanjiro and just knew they're behind. So they had to work a little harder to catch up quicker. So I understand that, like, yeah, it felt a little weird. Like, Tanjiro, we got, like, pretty much a whole episode of Tanjiro doing all this. Then, like, five minutes of those two doing it. And now we're all kind of even keeled. But I think it's necessary. It's more interesting the first time. And Tanjiro's obviously the main character. So, I, yeah, I understand where you're going. But it is necessary because the last thing you want is now those two just be kind of a crutch for Tanjiro the entire time, and them always having to worry about protecting those two. You want them all on the same level, so they can all have their own shining moments, not always just be the damsels in distress. Yeah, I think the the only alternative to this would be start this recovery arc a little earlier. They would have had to, like, chop up some stuff previously, on, and then you give each one of them their own episode, similar to what you did Tanjiro. Like, I mean, it would add some depth to them, but, I mean, where we're kind of, like, closing in on the end of the episode, plus we or the end of the season, plus we know a fair amount about Zenitsu and Inosuke that you don't really need to, like, flush them out anymore for the audience. Um, yeah, I think there's, like, I mean, I agree that I don't like how sped up it was, but it was functionally necessary. Yeah, I would rather get half an episode of Canal versus either one of them in a heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'd much gonna, rather they're going to be constant, right? Like, they're going to be constant characters, right? Do you not think, after this arc, do you think Kanao is going to be a major character? Or not a major character, but, like, a class 1B, pretty much, if you kind of think of that in my hero terms. Like, they show up pretty often, you know their names, you know who they are, but they're not part of the main crew. Or do you think it's going to be even less than that? Eh, I think she'll be around, but I don't think, I, I don't think, 
I don't think she's going to be around as much as you kind of have like kind of said it. I think she'll be a supporting character maybe like every 10, 15 episodes maybe. Every couple arcs. Yeah, much. yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, right? Skip an arc, skip an arc or two, and then come back in. Dylan, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't think she'll come up very often. I mean, like, what's... I don't want to say what's the point, but, like, where... What's a scenario that she would even show up that we wouldn't see someone else? You know, like, I could see yeah. her, like, showing up, like, to help out. Um, definitely. Pretty much a love interest. That'd probably yeah. be the only role she could fill at this point. <laughs> I, I know that's a little sexist, but, like, the only role that's kind of missing from the main group is, like, there's no kind of... I mean, I guess Zenitsu and every girl slash Nesco could kind of cover for that, but, like, every anime has a little bit of a love interest, and that would be the one spot that Kano could kind of find, but we don't really see that yet, so it would kind of be forced in at this point. And but. I guess it would make sense to keep them, like, somewhat distant, so that way you can kind of, like, put it on the back burner, and then every once in a while kind of reignite that. Bring so it up. I, I think do. that would make sense. Yeah. And, like, the other thing is, too, is you got to think of, like, in the grand scheme of the show is that we were just introduced to every Ashira, right? And, like, the, like you got to kind of speculate that, we and, like, that, that like there's going to be some involvement with maybe each one of them, or not maybe not each one of them, but they are going to see some involvement. So she's not going to be the only secondary supporting character. Like, we've already we've already had, like, Rengo- Rengoku kind of brought into the mix. So, and, like, where his point does make sense with the breathing techniques and stuff like that, I'm sure they can find some value in the other ones. So it'll be interesting to see who they bring in where and stuff like that and how frequent they actually bring her in. Because I do agree, like, we do need a love interest and they did spend a decent amount of time on her, kind of developing her, like, you know, with her own decision-making and stuff like that. So I think it is worthwhile to bring her back in a little more frequently than really anybody else. Yeah, and I guess we assume she has insect breathing, but we actually haven't seen a breathing style from her yet. We've only seen her use basic swordsmanship, so... It, that might not, it doesn't even really check off that, so that would make more sense for the ton of other Hashira we know nothing about. And we're get Rengoku, Rengoku kind of coming up here. But, um, yeah, I think that kind of... I know part of this episode we're going to be talking about on the topic, so I want to kind of hold off on that for now. But is there anything else we really want to dive into? I think, there again, there wasn't a much. It was a really good episode. I think all three of us liked it. But there wasn't many things to really dive deep into or really overanalyze like we do sometimes. Yeah, no, I don't really have anything too, too much to pick up. Again, like, I mean, we are getting a winding down episode, so, I mean, yeah. you kind of expect this to be a little slower and stuff like that. Uh, it's harder to speculate when you know it's kind of all wrapping yeah. up for whatever the movie is going to be, which we'll be able to speculate next movie a little bit, but it's just hard not knowing much. Yeah, so there is two things that uh, kind of stood out to me is, uh, what is the flame isn't fire thing? You're like, oh yeah, flame breathing and fire breathing are just different. I guess, yeah, for that, I mean, that is the topic for this week, so I guess we can just kind of jump into that. It's a good if, if you really yeah, want yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think Dylan just totally forgot. I mean, <laughs> do you want to ask your other question first so that we can kind of smoothly transition you can ask your question again no, later? No, I'm going to ask a different question so that the, the, the yes, transition please, is going to be different. <laughs> uh, so what is with the telepath speaking thing? Yeah, that, so... Oh, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I mean, like, and we've gotten this throughout the season where, like, Nezuko has, like, an internal monologue, and now it's just been, like, imprinted onto Tanjiro. Like, I don't, like, I don't know, man. Well, Tanjiro's had it, too. Like, when he was knocked out, he had his younger brother saying, Tanjiro, wake yeah. up, Tanjiro, wake up. Like, he's always had this inner monologue with his family, so I guess he's just so connected to dead people and people that can't talk that he could just... I think he's 
It's like talking to yourself. Like, that's just what he thinks Nezuko would say. So he just hears a Nezuko's voice instead of his own well, voice. Well, no, like, it, like, it, like, it caught him off guard, right? Like, it, like, it, like it, you could tell it actually startled him. And the two of them have this, like, very spiritual connection to their, their dead family members, right? So, I mean, like, I, like, it's, I don't know, you could bring up aspects of religion, what they believe in, how they, like... You know, if they believe in, like, like it might, like, we for all we know at this point, where we're only a season, it actually could be the ghost of, like, their family, like, communicating with them. We have no goddamn idea, right? So, I don't know, maybe that, like, the big thing they try and emphasize in the show between the two characters is the bond between them. So, I mean, if we're going into almost, like, the supernatural, which, I mean, we're talking about guys cutting off demons' heads with swords. Um, that's, We're pretty much supernatural as it gets. Um, telepathy among siblings... Who have a crazy tight bond, not that outlandish. Ah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's something that it yeah, it was weird. Kind of going back and watching them. Like I don't remember that. Like I don't even remember that kind of episode. Like it'd be one like that moment of the episode. Like it'd be one thing. Like maybe like if he saw like the old version of Nezgo saying that to him like in his head. Like we see that happen all the time. Like that'd be one thing that makes sense. That fit with everything. But like this definitely seemed like something totally different than everything else we've seen so i don't know where that's going to kind of lead it is weird but i guess i don't question it too much like whatever it's a heart-to-heart talk with one person talking to themselves and a random line i don't know i, I it's something that i don't think too much into i think weird. too much into it i think it's because of their bond so you agree with james then all right do you have another question by chance, Dylan, that may have something to do with fire breathing or something like that? I don't think I've really heard you mention it yet. No, I, I, I don't. Do you have something about that? No, I don't think I have any other questions about that. Okay, James, then how about I, I hand it off to you for what is a totally unknown topic of the week that I don't think anyone's expecting this. Like, it's really I, I just wanted to be known. This could have been fixed in post. We could have fixed no, it. This could have been fixed matter. in this, post. This is much better. This is much better. Letting this bad joke drag on for way too long is much better than fixing this in post because I can never let you live it down. Yeah, this is more our speed anyway. Just no, it's just because he doesn't want time. to fix anything in post. He also doesn't want to fix anything in post. Yeah, that's Don't speak to me. Yeah. So that is our topic of the week uh, where we were discussing the difference between fire and flame breathing, if it's relevant, what we think that is. Or just what the hell it yeah, is. Yeah, more like what the hell it is, right? Like, that's the, that's the big that's the big topic, right? Because we have the flame pillar, who I'm assuming practices flame breathing, not fire breathing. So that's, and Shinobu knows nothing about it. Now, that makes sense, because Shinobu does insect breathing, so there's a good chance she was never really brought up in it she wasn't made aware of it and like who knows her relationship with like we kind of saw her relationship with rengoku that the guy talks the same way to everybody so they probably never really got into it but yeah so what do we speculate is the difference between fire and flame breathing if there is one and what the hell is fire breathing to begin with it's hard because it's like what is a breathing technique is a breathing technique some sort of special technique in this universe that's inherently like i don't want to say supernatural but inherently kind of supernatural and has like extra powers associated with it or is it just anything that can be achieved through breathing because i think it's like less like um this mystical power and more like grounded because like we saw inosuke use breathing like like animal breathing or whatever that he made up this beast breathing yeah beast breathing i think his form is a breathing technique but and but i don't i don't think there is like this hardcore like um 
solid mystical power thing associated with breathing. I think it's kind of like something that you can just do and the way that you do it, you can kind of like make up your own forms. I don't want to say fairly easy, but fairly easy. So in that regard, if you're separating out breathing from demon slayers, like you don't have to be a demon slayer to do breathing or whatever. I think flame breathing is just, you know, the Tandros family, like their thing. Like they might not associate it with a, a strong power, but they're just like, oh, if you do the dance and you like, you know, breathe a certain way, you can just keep dancing or whatever. Like maybe that's like they, they don't have like an in-depth knowledge on it. Maybe it's just a thing they do because it was tradition and it just happened to be a breathing technique. So you think they you think that the Kamado family Un- has its own breathing sound. Yeah, and like unintentionally created it, I guess. Un- like... Unintentionally, yeah. And and plus it seems like a pretty I don't want to say primitive version of it, but like the only reason why we saw it it was as sick as we saw it is just because Tandro kind of combined it with his water breathing too. Like which is much only, more refined, right? Which yeah. is much more refined in combat. Uh, I think the the version that's his family's version just seemed like a pretty primitive version like it, it, you know, if, if like, we saw his dad doing it, and he wasn't really doing anything special. He was just dancing when he should have been tired. Yeah, it was it was a prayer dance, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and, and from... Oops, no, no, no. no, no okay. Well, all I was just going to say is, like, see, my, my big takeaway is I actually didn't, like, think about that really at all. Like, it was more of, like, is this, like, a variation? Like, is it, like, do we have, like, kind of, you know, uh, for example, like, multiple different martial arts in the modern world have like different variations to them right like i mean kung fu alone there's like five animal there's you know uh five animal being like one of the bigger ones and then he starts breaking down in like branches and stuff like that right so it's like the question is is like okay do we have one that's like older than the other one do we have one that's newer did rengoku make his own that was based off another one you know what i mean i don't think it matters i don't like i mean and, and yeah, i don't like, think there is an answer to it i think what it's going to be like ult- like ultimately you guys know the answer probably and i and i'm just making speculations but what i think is going to be is he's going to go rengoku like how, how what is this and he's just going to go i have no idea what that is and that's <laughs> going to be basically it because i and, and i i think the reason why is just because when they designed uh tandro they want to give him this trope of fire like his whole family thing is like you know he's with the ash and like the coal or the coal that they're doing like it's like there's some fire uh like a like motif with them and then they were like oh no we need to make a, a sick uh top dude what do we do? Uh, give him fire too and they're like oh wait no that shit oh <laughs> darn what are we gonna do and they're just like just make it fire and flame they're just not related like i think that i think it's just gonna be a simple answer of like you know maybe maybe he might be like oh that is a kind of like mine but different I don't know how that happened or, or it's just going to be, I think, I don't think it's going to be like a deeper connection. I don't think it's going to be like Rengoku's actually his dad's long lost nephew or something. I don't think it's going to be anything like that. <laughs> I like that. I, <laughs> I, th- I think it is weird. Like the whole flame and fire thing. Like that's the same thing to any, like in any other show, it's the same thing. But I mean, I, th- I kind of agree on the board with where Dylan's at that. Like there is a core breathing, all breathing comes from some core idea and that there's a bunch of just small uh, figments off it. I think of it kind of like Naruto. That like special families can have their own chakras. Or people can, not chakras, like their own, um, I can't even What's think the of word? What What's right the word? What's the word? Yeah, use the word. Um, uh, Andrew's slowly losing his weeb cred. Yeah, he is. Come on. I'm not giving, what is it? I'm not giving it to you. I'm not giving it to you. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. No, that's a fighting style. That's a fighting style, yeah. 
Jenja, just help me out here. You know, Come on, wanna, we're not gonna let this. I'm loving. I'm loving. Keep going. This is a Demon Slayer podcast. Let me know what it is right now. Let me move on. I can't remember. I'm just trying. I'm googling it right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So whatever. It's like they can all like Keke Genkai. It's not Keke Genkai is what it is. What they are Keke Genkai, but yeah, Jujutsu, Genjutsu, Genjutsu is all the same thing. That you can come up with your own forms of it. So I think it's very much the same here. Is that. The core concept is the same, but people can learn to use it in different ways. So I kind of agree that maybe, I mean, maybe there were like um, the fl- original flame um, breather and the original fire breather were brothers, but they both took their styles a little different ways. Maybe it could be something like that because they are so similar and most people think of them. So that makes sense, like some kind of long lost brothers or something. But I, I kind of agree with you, Dylan. That's probably just a family thing that's just a little off. One, one thing that I really would like to know, and I don't think that we can find the answer to this, and I'm waiting for that magic moment of where we have a listener just be like, I am actually a Japanese native, and I can answer all these questions for you. Um, but there might be just, like, a language difference thing, too. Like, like maybe there is a deeper meaning behind it. Like, maybe flame and fire, those two words, when translated, just, like, like like it kind of loses its meaning on they're like really similar but maybe in japanese they're very different like maybe the two that they're referring to can be very different they could be related but maybe they are more different than we think because like to me fire and flame have like almost no difference to it it's it's basically the same exact word so like maybe yeah, it is a little bit different like i don't know yeah yeah that that, that actually would be that would be great to have the insight into but I agree. I mean, at this point, we'll have to wait till he gets a chance to kind of hang out with Rengoku, see what he has said. And at this point, we just kind of got to wait and see. Maybe we will never know. Yeah. Maybe we'll never know. It's actually, it's not, it's, yeah, that's not something that wouldn't be surprising. But, Dylan, why don't you wrap up this episode with a secret? Here is a Taisho secret. So, I want to talk a little bit about the sword makers um, because they have the masks that are kind of weird, right? Um, and they're described as clown masks. And you go, oh, I guess those are just Japanese clowns and kind of brush it away. Well, it actually goes a little bit deeper than that. So they are kind of like clowns, but it's more of like, they're more jesters, I would say, because it's like a, it's a comical character in like, um, in like fest Japanese festivals. It's like a folklore character. Uh, it's called uh, Hyotoko. Um, and basically he's just a comical, a comical character. He's kind of funny. People wear them at festivals a lot. Um, it's a common, uh, like, a character to portray. Um, and one of the cool things that he does sometimes is he breathes fire out of bamboo. Oh, my God. So, so you, you have, like, the it's bamboo It's all getting shoot. roped in. <laughs> you have the bamboo shoot, and, like, you, you like the mouth that comes out, and you could like, shoot fire out of it. Like, you shoot, like, you do fire breathing. Not literal fire, fire breathing, like, in the show, but I meant, like, like the performance fire breathing. Yeah. Which... Yeah, yeah. We understand. Yeah. We live in the real world. Um, but the <laughs> fact that his name is like uh, is related to fire, like uh, his his name itself is is fire related. Haganazuka. No, uh, Hyotoko. The the character. The yeah, char- the, ca- the, the, the character Hyotoko. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. Oh, my yeah, his God. name is related to fire. So, does that have anything to do with anything? Maybe because he's a blacksmith. I would say, yeah, because they're, yeah, they're, they're blacksmiths, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was my thing, as I, I think that might be related. Um, but I don't know. I thought it was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> How do you find this stuff, Reddit? Um, I'm incredibly smart, and I just I, I just know everything. Um, and by that, I mean I look throughout the show, and I see if there's any detail I can learn more about, and then I research that little tiny detail. 
That makes sense. That is cool. That that is really kind of all these little facts have been really cool. I've really enjoyed a lot of these. You have a special brain, Dylan. Very special brain. But with that, I think we're about to wrap up this week's show. Yeah. So make sure to tell all your friends about the Demon Slayer Chronicles and uh, hit us with that five star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. And check out poppedoff.com. And if you want to tweet at us and talk about my big special brain, it's twitter.com slash popped underscore off. But with that, that'll be all for this week's episode of Demon Slayer Chronicles. We will see you back here next Wednesday for the 26th and final episode of season one of Demon Slayer. See you guys later. Oh,